Welcome, everyone, to Season 3, Episode 92 of the Premier Pod. I'm your host, Yashpika, joined by my co-host, Tyler Chan. In this episode, it's not necessarily talking about the games, but more talking about some broader topics that are affecting sort of the Premier League and basically all of European soccer. Um, we w- first wanted to get it started with um, Cristiano Ronaldo, former Manchester United player, supporting the wearing the uh, Manchester United kit right here um, tested unfortunately tested positive for COVID I believe two days ago or because we're recording this on Thursday I think it came out on Wednesday or Tuesday he tested positive um, the worrying sign was that a day before he tested positive he literally took a large group like family dinner picture with literally the entire Portuguese national team uh, members literally everyone was crunched together it was like dang are we really in like uh covid times right now so that was a little worrying however the good news is that none of the portuguese players have tested positive um the only one that tested positive is cristiano ronaldo everyone else has tested negative but the bigger question that a lot of people have been talking about is the idea of having international friendlies basically during corona time because We've seen in other leagues, such as the NBA, the WNBA and such, if you have um, the teams and the players within a bubble with very strict regulations, and if like if they break the rules, they're like kicked off the team or you know suspended for a very long time, you can basically control the virus. And we saw that with the NBA, which literally finished up their season on Sunday, had zero um, positive test for coronavirus during that entire time they were in the bubble. So the biggest thing is the Premier League has done a pretty good job of daily testing, keeping players safe, you know, following social, you know, the guidelines and such. However, when it comes to the international friendlies, you have players sent out to other nations, to their home teams. They come back, you know, they're playing against other European nations and you don't know exactly what the national protocol is. There's a greater chance of you know, the virus spreading. And then if that does, they come back to the UK, they spread it to people that are just not even soccer players, but just people in the UK, bring it back to the team. And now you have a whole outbreak and now the season could be suspended. Not saying that's going to happen, but that has been a question that a lot of people have been bringing up. And I mean, I got to ask you, Tyler, I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous that we are playing some international friendlies on a COVID coronavirus timeline. And in, in my opinion, I, I don't think we should have had them either. I think based on what we've seen in the NBA and NFL, at least, especially in the NFL, we've been seeing a lot more like injuries and a lot more yeah. like cases where like in NFL, especially traveling and like certain teams have gotten coronavirus more like spread out and easily like the <laughs> Tennessee Titans literally like they had their game suspended because they've. Like because eight players got the coronavirus or something. It was insane. It was yeah, it was wild. Staff members and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, and I honestly don't really follow international friendlies. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, I think they should have just given them a break, just given them an extra week, yeah. just to kind of recuperate. Because I feel like rest would allow players to reduce the chance of injury. Maybe they can just you know step back a little bit and I have to work as hard on their muscles and joints because they don't really get that full training as they usually would in a regular season away from coronavirus and all that. So I think that's what I would have done. But then again, I'm not really in charge or know fully what goes behind the scenes of international <laughs> friendlies. I don't really think they're getting that much ticket money either or any no. revenue from much international friendlies. But I mean, 
a qualifying should be done for most of these other competitions like Euros because it should have happened last summer. So, I yeah. mean, like that should be all done. Like all this is just more for fun or just like kind of getting this team chemistry in the international scene. But is it really worth it? I don't think so. Like we see, we're seeing people like Ronaldo, like the healthiest guy in the world, like the yeah. most fit guy in the world. Get Has coronavirus. Like, everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think it was worth it. I think we should have just taken that week and just, you know, state everyone stayed in their their teams, countries, their cities, and then like avoid all that travel because, you mm-hmm. know, people had to go from England to like South America or other parts of Europe. And yeah. as you said, bringing that virus or maybe getting that virus spread from here to there, it's it's not really worth it for this competition, especially. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because I know Portugal played France two days before the positive test result came. And literally, you know, France has Mbappe, Paul Paul, you know, some of the world's biggest superstars. And those those guys play for the, some of the biggest teams in Europe. And they're bringing, if they test positive, they could be bringing that virus back and not know it. So I don't know. It, it was such a big risk. I don't I don't know why they why they did it because, you know, as we've seen other leagues such as the NFL that don't really implement, they do have COVID protocols, but it's not the most strict compared to other, you know, such as the NBA and such. And we've seen how if one player gets it, it could spread throughout the entire team. And now all of a sudden that team has to reschedule all their games, which pushes back all their other opponents, you know? So it mm-hmm. just leaves things in a kind of a way field. But I, the other unfortunate thing that did come out of this was Weston McKinney, the U.S. men's uh, national team player, also tested positive uh, for the COVID coronavirus a day after Ronaldo, as you see from Tyler's reaction. So it's not um, this virus, as we all know, does not care who you are, doesn't care how wealthy you are or how cool or how how much soccer skills you got. It will come after you it's just mm-hmm. like uh, it will come after any other anybody normal. So. The bigger thing is just stay safe, everyone, because it's yeah, stay uh, safe. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a scary virus. <laughs> I mean, I would say soccer, in terms of the leagues that we do follow, like the Premier League, especially. I feel like mm-hmm. their protocols have been pretty good compared to other leagues we've been following in other sports, such as NFL, college football, yeah, MLB, NBA. Like NBA, I think is still the cornerstone for what should have been done for yeah. every sport. But I mean, like NFL. It's, Definitely can't happen with that. And then soccer, there is a lot of traveling that can't really be avoided. You can't bring everyone from England into like yeah. one city. There's Put like 20 teams. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. NBA managed to do it. And in Disney World, they, there's no Disney World in England. So maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like they had the luxury because unless, you know, they don't play on an actual pitch. It's, that's you know, a too, court yeah. that you can just quickly wipe up and clean after each um, each time. You don't have a risk of damaging the court. There's no way you could actually play back-to-back games on the same pitch and not, you know, not have the pitch not get ruined. So it was interesting. But uh, moving on to our other big, you know, kind of talking point um, was Project Big Picture by um, that was basically what Project Big Picture is. It was a basically not a protocol. It was a what's the word I'm looking for? Almost a. Just like uh, a revamp of proposal, the whole week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Proposal of revamping, like Tyler said, the entire English football league. And, you know, this includes the Premier League Championship, um, League One, League Two, you know, basically what you think of English football league, all of that. And it was basically spearheaded by the owners of Manchester United and Liverpool. They were the biggest um, <laughs> drivers. Yeah, basically us two. Biggest drivers towards creating this 
um, quote unquote project big picture. And essentially, some of the biggest points was um, that came out of this was the the power would basically be held in the Premier League for the entire football English football league would be held by the top six clubs. So the clubs that have been in the Premier League the longest. Um, so it include Arsenal, West Ham, Tottenham, Chelsea. Manchester United, Liverpool, and I believe Chelsea. Uh, I believe Chelsea would be the sixth club. And they would basically control, like they would have the holding power for all the decisions that get made. So the problem would have been was if a new owner tried to come in or a new proposal or something of that nature tried to come through, they would only need, um, you know, four upvotes because it would be basically six votes in total. That'd be crazy because these big six teams would basically only do things that would basically be in favor of their club or favor of them and it'll leave the other clubs hanging and um they wanted to get rid of the uh, the efl cup and the community shield obviously we know the problem with that if you get rid of the efl cup a lot of these smaller teams rely on the ticket revenue and the funds because literally manchester united there was an example manchester united played in the efl cup last year they hosted one of the smaller teams at old trafford and i believe the smaller team got around six hundred thousand. um 600,000 from that game. And that literally paid for their staff, the manager, the player salary, everything for about three or four months. That's insane. So the, you know, eventually this was vetoed. Um, thank God <laughs> it was vetoed. Um, that was a smart decision by the Premier League to get this thing vetoed. Cause I don't think it was right to do this. I think it would make things completely unfair and it would shift the balance so heavily to the bigger clubs and basically the smaller clubs, it would basically make it to where we probably will never see a Leicester City ever again type of type of um, performance run. or yeah run um, because it just wouldn't be in their favor. It would just be so in the favor of teams such as Liverpool, Manchester United, you know, Tottenham, Arsenal, the teams that have the money, that have the brand exposure and everything. It's one thing for the Premier League to ha- kind of have the style where compared to you know NFL, NBA, there's like a salary cap, there's a wage mm-hmm. cap. And that allows the teams to be a little bit more even amongst each other, amongst all 32 teams or things like that. But in the Premier League, the only cap is just financial fair play. So it's just the cap based on the ownership. Yeah, which doesn't exist, by the way. It's like it it never works. (laughs) It never works. So, I mean, like you can still see teams like City spending hundreds of millions of pounds and then just, you know, getting threatened. Right off. Yeah, like, yeah. and then you just get a write off. He's like, all right, no, it's fine. No, don't worry about it. But, <laughs> and then, I mean, it was like a big scare, but I mean, they still got away with it. And then, you know, you still got other big teams like, you know, Manchester United and Liverpool that are still spending a lot. While the smaller teams like Sheffield United and, I mean, Sheffield's still pretty decently large club, but I mean, compared to these two behemoths, like, they're already a little behind. It's not yeah. really like a fair playing field as it is. And mm-hmm. this new Project Big Pill picture would have been just making that gap even wider and i'm thinking even as a liverpool fan i'd rather the league be at least slightly more even amongst everyone because like yeah if you go into a game you're just expecting a team to just sweep the other one it's like is it really gonna be as interesting as say a good matchup between two teams that's like all right this might be a pretty even match like this everton liverpool match some way, somehow, this upcoming weekend is going to be a little bit more even than usual. Yeah. But I'm still looking forward to it. It's not going to be like a usual, like, oh, like Liverpool's for sure going to win. There's like a slight edge where it's like, you know, everything <laughs> could take this. Yeah. 
No, I, I get it. And, and you're, you know, not trying to relate everything back to American sports, but this would kind of make it like college football where you see. I was literally like, thinking that you yeah. see freaking Alabama. Yeah. Cheating like, like city. <laughs> Just getting everything. Yeah, literally teams like Alabama, Georgia, you know, the big, big programs that get all these five-star players and then they play Coastal Carolina that have, you know, maybe at max a three-star player is like their biggest prospect. And then, you know, what ends up happening is it becomes a blowout defeat. And, you know, it's never really exciting as a as a student when I used to go to those games because it's like, uh, you know, this game should be done by the first half. Maybe they hang around by the third quarter. But, you know, at the end of the day, Georgia's going to win. So it would kind of make it like that. That would suck. You know, I, I, it would make the Premier League less entertaining if literally you would just assume Liverpool face, I don't know, for example, you know, hypothetically speaking, what if they face like Wickham or something and they're like, oh, this is easy dub. I mean, yeah. it may be easy dub right now, but like completely easy dub, like no chance, like almost every Premier League team that's not the top six is just a fledgling Premier League side. Mm-hmm. And also don't like how it would reduce the number of teams in yeah, the Premier I didn't like League. That either. It'd be like the Bundesliga or like yeah. Serie A where it's only 18. That means like four less games. <laughs> four I less know. games in the season. That's actually a lot. So I'd rather it be 20 and then this old style that they do have of just, you know, the bottom three goes up or bottom three goes down and then the top three from the previous and the lower league goes up with the playoffs being the third one. And then also... There is still a vote for every single team in the Premier League and every vote is the same. It's kind mm-hmm. of like equality right now in America. It's like we're yeah. trying to strive for that and we should yeah. keep that in even sports too. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that's I, what exactly. I think. No, I, I, I agree. I think that's the that's the way to go. And I feel like no matter who the club is, if you're in the Premier League, that's a huge accomplishment no matter how long you've been there or how short you've been there. So you definitely deserve to have the, uh, the stay that you need. Um, and mm-hmm. such. But um, yeah, that was kind of pretty much Project Big Picture. Um, I quickly wanted to mention, uh, I guess like the last time we recorded, FIFA 21 had not come out yet to the masses. Um, it's been out for a while now, for I guess like a week now, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Or less, you know, tomorrow would make it a week. But um, I know a lot of the, I don't know if you've watched any of the YouTube videos of like the Premier League t- teams such as Chelsea, City, Liverpool, their players are reacting to their like their FIFA ratings and such. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Um, no, I, those are funny. Those are just funny because it's like, <laughs> dang, you guys actually are the real players. So it's like they actually don't like not everything's about pace in real life. <laughs> and it's like, oh, mate. <laughs> I remember the most <laughs> memorable one I saw was like Daniel Sturridge looking at his. And he's like, mate, someone at EA needs firing. <laughs> someone needs firing, mate. <laughs> it's like, what's this? What this is? Oh, my. It's it's pretty remarkable. And one of the things that we predicted, or at least we anticipated, was that maybe FIFA 21 would would mirror this 2020 season in real life where there would be no fans. And unfortunately, in the game, there are fans. They are, there's yeah. like crowd noise and everything because they added that as like a feature in the stadiums and things like that. They recorded the crowd chants, like the songs yeah, that would be played after actually. songs. Yeah, and and also like you know how Bayern Munich plays like that orchestral song after they score every single time in oh, yeah. at least in the Allianz Arena, they put like stuff like that into the game, mm-hmm. and like those very sounds are also what's being boosted in these stadiums in real life because there's yeah. no there's no fans, so that's pretty crazy. And I st- also got to say kudos to all the teams still avoiding 
bringing fans into the stadium. I feel like that's definitely the safer re- route. Yeah. Uh, you know, you I do know lose Bundesliga, the revenue. I know Bundesliga has had. Yeah, I believe Bundesliga has had maybe a couple here yeah, and there. They like slowly not, opened up, like very little. Mm-hmm. Not too crazy compared to like say, our. <laughs> I have to I have to call out UGA <laughs> for this, but I'm just like I'm very against it. But UGA, geez, Luis, like yeah, we college, have a college teams in general. Yeah, college teams like they just like you know what, f it. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're open for business. So for example, Sanford Stadium, which is the UGA stadium, the home stadium in Athens, Georgia, it's. I think a capacity of like 93,000, something like that. It's yeah, pretty it's, it's insane. Huge, and huge. they're saying, all right, let's just do a 15% capacity or something like that. And the last game, there was about 19,000 people in the stadium. I was like, what the heck? Why, <laughs> why is the stadium basically yeah. full? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I know um the uh, the name is blanking me. Sheffield United's manager. Uh, well, the name's blanking oh, me. Oh, Chris Wilder. Yeah, Chris Walter. He was um, a reporter asked him, you know, what do you think about Bundesliga or the Premier League potentially talking about bringing fans back in the stadium this year? And he was like, well, I can't. uh, How does that make sense? I can't even go visit my mom and give her give her a hug. I can't go visit her because I could potentially give her something that could kill her, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So how does that make sense that, you know, we're allowed to have fans, but I can't go hug my mom, you know. So I was exactly. like, dang, that put, that put things in perspective. As much as I want to have like real crowd energy and stuff, it's like, dang, like, um, you know, unless something really does come, it's, it's just, it's difficult. It's really tough because you're t- towing with like, you want the emotional side of things and you got to think logically. It, it, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's why I'm glad I'm not the person in power because it's, it's a lot of tough, tough answers. A lot of tough questions that are put in front of you for these things. Yeah, and it's it's not easy because there's just gotta be a lot of people breathing down your neck. Like you know, we're losing revenue, we're losing mm-hmm. revenue, like not having fans. <laughs> and it's like fans, is like the biggest part of like certain sports. Yeah, ticket sales and such. Yeah, ticket sales and like you know, certain clubs, certain teams need that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it is not really worth the risk of like just w- even one person dying. It's like we, yeah, it's like just you know, just take the L. It's just one year, and it is gonna be tough on those teams that. Or maybe only in the Premier League for this one year, like uh, Fulham. <laughs> but uh, you know, and other teams that might be in the relegation zone, or maybe teams that might be winning the title this year, it's like losing out on the experience of seeing that live, will be big. But I feel like this is a bigger thing. This coronavirus thing is a lot bigger than that, and it's just up to everyone to just kind of, you know, take this, take the lumps for this year, and then it's just like you know what, there'll always be another year. We just got to make yeah. sure we get through this year first and not like cheat it. I know because we're almost we're almost close with the ending of 2020. What a year, man! It has been, been a, a a crazy year, especially yeah, like it's so long too. This year, <laughs> it feels really long. But I remember when we first started coronavirus, um, like the quarantine, at least in the U.S., everyone was wearing long sleeves then. Still, and then now we're back oh to gosh. wearing long sleeves again. I was, was still like, in college. Yeah, yeah, she was still in college. <laughs> I was working, but I also just recently found out. At this point now, I've been working from home as much as I've been working in the office. Like it's wow. like equal now in terms of like time. That's so crazy. That's crazy. But also at the same time, like that's how much we've kind of grown in terms of like sports too. Like you see in a lot of other sports kind of kind of not prepare for this, <laughs> like <Yeah>. the NFL. <laughs> and then you see other teams, other sports like NBA and the Premier League and other leagues adapt to this pretty quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, the, so the, kudos to yeah, them for that. 
there, there was someone that um, this is the last thing on this, but there was someone that made a tweet. If you were to ask anyone, any sports fan at the start of coronavirus, when it literally everything shut down, that in the month of October, you'd be having MLB, Premier League, basically any European soccer league, NBA, NFL, all coming down. And maybe you have, you know, a couple bad instances of, you know, closing downs and stuff. Everybody would have taken it. So um, I think that's always a good thing to remember, just to kind of put things in perspective that, you know, it's still pretty crazy that we're able to still play, you know, live action sports, you know. That's um, true. Like it's crazy. even Yush and I during the summer, we're just thinking it's like, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's what we're going to do for the pod because it's like only so much we can just think about or like just come up with ideas for on the spot. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that kind of draws us to some of our new ideas because like we just mentioned FIFA 21 and Yush and I actually streamed um, some of our first matches because we always play each other as our first matches. Mm -hmm. uh for the, every new fifa going back to i believe fifa 18 like we just yeah, 17 yeah or 17 we used yeah. to play live though like in either my dorm or his dorm or apartment or things like that and now uh since we're all like at home like kind of away we did it live and i streamed it on my twitch so yes, twitch.tv slash hawk fun that's uh, h a u k p u n so We'll be streaming that, and that's like a little mini version of how, I guess, not like the podcast, but just like how it kind of started because like mm -hmm. we're just playing, but also talking about just random soccer things as we as we play. Mm -hmm. So, like, kind of like that's like how even our idea of the pod started too. So, if you guys are interested to see, you know, how we do in the <laughs> in FIFA at least, follow us on Twitch or follow me on Twitch, and then uh, you'll see. Us occasionally play some games and maybe we'll post some of those links when we p play on the Permapod Twitch, I mean, Twitter or like Instagram because yeah. like this last week when we did it, it was more like a test run. But, you know, if anyone is interested and has a Twitch, you know, be sure to follow us and then, you know, we'll do some more streams in the future because that also gives us an excuse to play FIFA <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also make it be somewhat productive. Exactly. Get it knock two birds in one stone. But yeah, exactly. Check out Tyler. He's pretty good at Warzone too. Got some, <laughs> got some that, that's like clips. a way different thing from soccer, but you know, <laughs> it's it is what it is. It but maybe we can do more potential streams for live Premier Pod episodes because yeah. that was the original goal to try to get a Twitch going so we can do live Premier Pod episodes. But yeah, we see if the logistics behind that work because right now we're recording on Zoom. But yeah. if to get two cameras into one stream, that's something we're gonna have to figure out. But. Yeah, that'll definitely <laughs> be like some planning and such. But yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, but th that kind of uh, wraps up like the, I guess like the like main topics we want to talk about. We want to jump into the preview section. We have some huge games coming back coming on this weekend. Um, obviously, the Premier League is back. We have, I would say, I'll, all right. I'll save the best one for last. I'm gonna start off with Leeds versus Wolves. This is a good matchup because Leeds are, in a way, essentially the next version of Wolves. I mean, we saw when Wolves first came in the Premier League, they were the exciting side, had a lot of attacking talent, a lot of flair, um, players that excited you, a manager that knew how to get the most out of his players. And we saw seeing that with Leeds, with Bielsa, um, Hedler Costa, you know, Patrick Bamford. Um, there's so many players like Rodrigo and such that um, hopefully can get going in the... Uh, Hopefully can get going in the Premier League because he's a good player. But yeah, this will be a fun. I think um, 
I'd probably give the upper advantage to Leeds, actually. I think Leeds, I think Leeds get like a 2-1 victory over hmm. Wolves. I will say like this game is very much going to determine, I believe, who tops the other at the end of the season because right now Wolves has been like the favorite to like kind of sneak into that kind of like top seven, top eight yeah. kind of position to maybe sneak into Europa League again. But I mean, a lot of people, me, myself included, I think Leeds has a pretty good chance of sneaking into that spot and maybe challenging for Europa League too because they've been surprisingly good. Like we were anticipating they would get mid-table for sure, but not like potentially taking down these top six teams or giving them as clean of a fight as we've seen so far in the er very, very early stages of the season. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? A lot of things can change from here to the end of the season. Like, you know, that one time we saw Watford get that huge run in the very I beginning know. of the season. I actually, I, I went back one of these days, one of those, like one of the days, um, and I looked at like our beginning episodes and one of our episode titles, Watford, the new Leicester. I was like, wow, I, <laughs> I actually forgot that time Watford were like on a tear. What was it, like four wins in a row or something like that? Yeah, it was something crazy. And then they, they became, fell off. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just, they fired the manager. Off. <laughs> yep. So it was like a, it was just a fluke is basically what happened. But mm -hmm. I don't think Leeds is a fluke. I think they're here to stay. And I think Bielsa is the reason why they're doing so well. Yeah. And because of that, I think there's some um, like structure in there. There's some infrastructure that is just going to keep them trucking. It's going to be like Sheffield United from last season. And I think they can sneak it in. And for me, I'm going to agree with Yush. I think Leeds are going to win. I think they might win a little bit more than just 2-1. I think it might be... Oh. Well, I guess it'll be the same margin, but I think it'll still be by one okay. goal. But I think it'll be a three-two, something like that. Oh, It'd be crazy because Leeds, their defense is kind of yeah, meh, the, not gonna lie, but their attack though, <laughs> they were leaking goals like crazy. That's true. Um, and then um, we have Manchester City versus Arsenal. You might be surprised why this isn't the top matchup. Usually, this is if you were to put this matchup on any weekend, this would probably be the number one. But we got a better one saved up. Uh, but this one will be interesting. We have student versus teacher. Um, part two, because student versus teacher part one was Bielsa and Pep Guardiola, where mm -hmm. Bielsa was a teacher, Guardiola was a student. Now Guardiola is a teacher, Arteta is a student. So this one's going to be interesting. City have not looked very good um, this season, the start of this season. Their defense has looked very bad. Um, the signings of Nathan Ake has not done not not done them any good. Hopefully, maybe Ruben Diaz or yeah, Ruben Diaz will be semi decent, but. Uh, <laughs> that's the name, right? I got the name right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just Gaya. like Ruben Diaz. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, the por the Portuguese um, center back. But yeah, I I actually I don't know. I I think Arsenal go into the Etihad and win. I think they actually win. I think they win two one. I'm going to two one again. But I think Aubameyang is definitely much better than anyone on the City backline, and Willian can cause people threats. You know, especially if they play Lacazette, I think they can do enough interplay there. Thomas Partey might actually get a start too. You know, Arsenal have, Arsenal have things cooking. So I, I'm going to go with the hot team with Arsenal to get the win here. Mm. That's a pretty good take. But at the same time, we have this international break to cool down any hot streaks that could be going. <laughs> so you have to worry about that. And also, I think Pep Guardiola is going to get smacked in the face by the owners if they keep <laughs> this kind of <laughs> terrible trend running because they're not even top half of the table, I believe. Last time I checked. No, they're literally one, I think they're one or two spots above Manchester United. 
in Manchester, Manchester United are in like a, in the relegation <laughs> battle right now. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I I kind of saw it coming a little bit in terms of Nathan Arcade not being, you know, Vincent Company-esque. It's just like, he's literally just the same he's Bournemouth like- defender that was on the relegated team. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Um, but he's still starting. He's really good in FIFA at least, but in real life, yeah. not really. And Ruben Diaz, I don't really know why they got him. It's, I think they just needed someone. They needed more depth, but at the same time, I'm like, there's got to be other people. <laughs> they couldn't get Koulibaly, man. Couldn't get Koulibaly, so he's like, you know, we're going to get Ruben Diaz. And yeah, for all those listening, he's he's really that unknown. <laughs> he's like a... Fern- he's like Fern- a Torres. Yeah, he's like Fernand Torres level. But I mean, no, even I've heard of Ruben Diaz before. He's one of the top center backs in the Portuguese league, mm-hmm. League Nos. But even then... I don't think he's the caliber needed for Man City. So even this matchup, I feel like it's pretty even. I'm not going to lie. I feel yeah. like Arsenal have brought in even just Thomas Partey himself. Like that's enough to kind of make it a little bit more even. And also just Man City. They just haven't looked like the Man City of previous oh. seasons. Like it's just not. They just look like they lack firepower at times. Yeah, it looked like they lack focus too. That they too. Just I'm just like, like they, they're doing like those little mistakes that you see like in those Liverpool matches where it's just like, oh, that... Something you usually wouldn't see from the player from this team. Well, Arsenal, at the meanwhile, they've been doing things. It's like, well, I haven't seen an Arsenal player do this since a while. A while. <laughs> like, <laughs> under Wenger on the prime. You see like Ozil on the prime, but, you know, Ozil still at least He's paying Gunnar Soros' salary yeah, now, which is big on Soros. him. But this is a really long-winded way of me saying I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. It's going to be a really That's good exciting. matchup, but I think there's... It'll be one matchup that's even bigger than this. And I know. Yes, this so, is for you to take. Um, if you didn't know, um, just look at uh, Tyler's jersey. He's rocking the Liverpool kit right now. And it is the Merseyside Derby that is on <laughs> 7.30 in the morning in American Eastern time, uh, Eastern yeah. time uh, on Saturday. So it's going to be a huge game. It's probably the first Merseyside Derby that I've seen that I really feel like is pretty evenly matched. I mean, obviously... You know, Liverpool still have probably, you know, they do have the better squad, but in terms of current form and everything, pretty evenly matched. You have Everton, who I believe are on top of the table right now. Yeah. They've literally <laughs> had a perfect start to the Premier League. And Liverpool, who are the defending champs, you know, this is a big derby. You know, I'm actually, I'm going to go, I think this game will actually finish 2-2 because I think Everton's defense is not good enough to keep a clean sheet. However, Liverpool's defense has shown that they've had lapses in their concentration and Everton's attack in general with James Rodriguez and Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin especially, that guy literally cannot stop scoring. Like, that's incredible. He's like on a scoring tear, like a rampage right now. So I think their attack will give Liverpool enough problems defensively, but I think Liverpool's attack is too strong for Everton's defense to handle. And Pickford is probably going to make a mistake. <laughs> um, he's, he's prone to mistake here and there. Um, will Ali Sun be fit or is it still going to be at the Adrian show? I think it's still going to be a game time decision, but oh, no. it's, it's still looking like Adrian oh, is no. going to be here for a while. It's going to be like the NFL Michael Thomas situation where it's like, is he back? And it's like, yeah, I'll be back next weekend. And it's like, oh, nope. And then it's next like, all right, maybe the week after. And it's been going on since like five weeks ago <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be like that kind of situation where it's just kind of like bluffing but i think ali's son is gonna be out for a little bit oh no so i think I'm adrian sorry. will be in goal 
So I think this game will finish 2-2. I think um, both goalkeepers are prone to mistakes. And I think that will basically be the the biggest reason why the game finishes up 2-2. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> this has been <laughs> a prediction I've been a little scared to say. Because Everton, for once, look really good. And this is coming from a Liverpool fan. I think they legit look really good. But... Liverpool also just came off a 7-2 defeat from Aston Villa. I know. <laughs> like, they can't be doing this stuff again. Like, they... <laughs> no, no, no. Like, they can't be losing two matches in a row. So, especially to Everton of all teams. So, <laughs> I think that last game was definitely a wake-up call. If not, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I'd be like, what the heck was that? So... <laughs> I think Liverpool are going to go in, although they're not going to be full squad without Ali Sun. I think they're going to have enough. Uh, maybe the old tactics will come back to them and be like, you know what? We got to we gotta turn up and then they'll get the dub. I think they'll get the win. I got to believe in my team. So Dang. I think they're going to win 3-2. I would have said 3-1, but Ali Sun is not there. And I hope Adrian just pulls something out of his butt and manages to keep it under three. But... I, I got to give it to Liverpool to win. And with Jordan Pickford, I'm going to use the same argument I use for any team that faces Kepa. We have a chance to score at least two goals. <laughs> He's going to make something, some stupid mistake. Man, at least crazy. twice or once. <laughs> um, Tyler's going for the high scoring affairs here. Three, two, three twos and a two, two, yeah. I believe. We need Divock um, Origi to play, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> It'll be a guaranteed win if Origi plays. Get subbed on like in the 90th minute. Like, he can get so done in the 90th minute, he'll get at least one goal. <laughs> Dude, he's insane the, when, it comes to Liverpool, when it comes to facing Everton. He, he is literally one of the best subs of all time, in my opinion. Like, he like he won Liverpool a Champions League trophy. Like, he was one of the reasons why. So, other, you know, super subs you can think of off the top of your head are like Chicharito. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say Giroud likes that title, but... The Batman. He's a, yeah, he the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Bashwai. Bashwai. But I feel like Origi tops all of them in terms of super subs. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That is my prediction. Hopefully they prove me right. Yeah. Yes, we'll be we'll be covering them for NBC Sports. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I'll be I'll I'll be up and early, so don't worry. I'll be able to see everything that's been going on. That, that's that actually crazy to, to still say. It's like yeah. you're gonna be covering the game for yeah. such a big broadcast. <laughs> we're like two college kids at one point just like in our dorm recording this i know that's <laughs> crazy you, so wait yes are you allowed to even say like what you're gonna be covering specifically in terms of uh like social media or like what you're gonna be using so it's like if you see a post you'd be like oh that was yush are you allowed yeah. to say that I, I yeah i would say if you see on the nbc sports soccer twitter page nope most probably be me on the early morning some seven to three Dude, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> so not only do you have the Premier Pod to, co- to get you covered for this, but you also have Yush indirectly, or no, directly on NBC Sports doing the yeah, different be, stuff. It'll be crazy. It'll be interesting. I um getting adjusted to like the sleep schedule of waking up every seven <laughs> thirty for you know every seven a.m. just to get to these games. But it'll be it'll be fun. I'm I'm really excited for this game because it's going to be a really good matchup. But yeah, that kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of wraps up our episode ninety two. It's not our normal, typical episodes of a lot of topics, but there just really wasn't a lot of news that happened in the world of soccer during this international 
um, break. Obviously, the big coronavirus news and the project big picture, but that was pretty much it. Nothing really out of the ordinary happened. Um, but yeah, that that kind of wrapped up uh, episode ninety two. I hope you guys enjoyed like the new. We got the video video um, set up and everything. We're gonna try doing more of this. So that was kind of one of our goals: try to do more video stuff and all that. So hopefully you guys like that. But guys, please make sure um, you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a review on there. It helps us out on the uh, to get our podcast basically out there for more people to. Uh, view and listen uh, make sure to subscribe and like our videos on youtube um, and or follow us on at the premiere pod on instagram and twitter you know shoot us a question on there we'll definitely reply back to you guys we love to hear the feedback and everything and yeah we've been seeing a lot of strong support over the past couple of weeks with the with the podcast so we really appreciate um, everyone that takes the time out of the day to listen it means a lot to us it means that we're putting out quality content for you guys so that we do appreciate that. So thank you guys a lot for taking the time to actually just listen to what we have to say and everything. Um, but yeah, that kind of that kind of does it for us for episode 92. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace.